0: Beautiful. But also, no. Okay. Okay. Uh, today's class is going to be for for Yaakov Ben Yafa, which is Benjamin's brother-in-law in the ICU in L.A. Uh, also, a, 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 a relative of mine, Yisrael Ben Zakia in N.Y.U. Also. For Avraham Ben Salcha, let me write that down. And for Avraham Ben Salcha, which is the father of another guy in our class. These are all, he's in Maimonides. In Maimonides. These are, these are all relatives of people in the class who are currently uh, hospitalized with coronavirus. Okay, um, I am going to now mute everyone, however, however everyone is capable of unmuting themselves with any question that you have, okay? Perfect. Hold on. Good. You're all muted except me. Let's get started, guys. We left off yesterday at the Mishnah. On the bottom of Yutet Tet amul Bet. okay, which is incidentally the last Mishnah in the first Perek of Mesechet Shabbat. Perik it's shabbat. it's gonna be the yitziyah, is that the shame today of Perek Itzyota Shabbat? Um, let's start the Mishnah together. And Basad Ubatzel Ubeta. You cannot roast. Neither meat, nor an onion, nor an egg, unless it gets roasted before date before Shabbat starts. Maybe all while it's still day on Friday. So, if you have, let's say, a frying pan, and you want to uh, roast an egg on fr- on Friday afternoon, and your frying pan is boiling hot and you figure, okay, I'll put it on right at sunset, and it'll roast afterwards. You can only do that if it's gonna be roasted by the time Shabbat starts, or to cook meat, or to cook an onion. Okay. You cannot put bread into your oven as 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 the sun sets, right? And you cannot put a loaf of bread on top of coals. Unless, hold on, my phone is going a little bit It's been doing that all day. Okay. You could only put bread onto the fire, I gave, if it was if it's able to be kanmu panea which means develop a crust. If you have ever seen a kali before it's been made, the kali has no crust. Then it slowly develops a crisper um, peel, as it were. Yikru the face gets. Karum, maybe while it's still day. in order that the bottom gets a peel on it. You can lower a Korban Pesach into a Tanur, which means like this. They used to have a pulley system like this. See what I'm doing with my, with my hand? And with this pulley system, they would lower into the fire. On a chain, they would lower in the they would lower in the goat for the Korban Pesach. So you're allowed to lower the goat into the thing on Er Pesach as it gets dark. <speaking in Hebrew> you got to do that? Then you don't have to worry about it. <speaking in Hebrew> And you can also leave the fire in Bet HaBoked. Bet is a place in the Bet HaMikdash where they had a special fire to keep everyone warm. During that, that fire, you're allowed to keep going on Shabbat. Ubigbulin, that's all if you're in the Bet HaMikdash. If you have a fire keeping you warm in the Bet HaMikdash, okay, that's fine. But if you are in... Hold on a second. Well, guys, how are you? We're 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 in the middle of the DAP, guys. Sorry, guys. <laughs> oh. Hold on a second. One second. Okay, guys. Anything that's not an emergency, I'm not answering. Let's go. Mechila. So now, ubigvulin, meaning if you are bigvulin, not in the Beit Hamikdash, then you have to. You're only allowed to keep your fire going kadesh Haza or only if the fire would grab hold of most of your of your item of your log. So if the log is mostly burning, that's okay. If the log is less than mostly burning, it would not be okay if you're not in the Beit HaMikdash. So in the Beit HaMikdash, we didn't give you any restrictions. But if you're out of the Beit HaMikdash, the restriction is it has to be mostly burning before Shabbat starts. Rabbi Yudah says that's true when it comes to logs. When it comes to coals, even a small amount is fine, because once they are li- they are lighting, once they are lighting, um, they, there's no problem. With, there's no problem with it at all. Okay, so I'm going to allow Carl into the meeting, and now we will we'll start the Gemara. Okay, so far so good, everyone. That was the Mishnah. Carl, welcome to our, our uh, class. And we're going to start the Gemara on the top of D'Achaf Amud Aleph. Says the Gemara, "Vekama." Vekama means in how much. Now how much what? If you remember, we said that the meat has to be cooked before Shabbat starts. We're wondering, how cooked does the meat have to be for it to be okay to leave your meat on the fire on Shabbat? How much? Says the Gemara. As long as it can be cooked during the day, like the shiur of the food of this guy called Ben Dursai. Now, Ben Dursai, many re- people explain that he was a gangster. And this gangster, this Jewish gangster, was always on the run from from the from the the authorities. And because he was always on the run from the authorities, he never took time to make sure that his meat was well done. He would eat the meat. I'm using both you you. Know, I can't believe it. He would make sure that he would make sure that the meat was, once it was uh, rare, it was one third cook, Machlok and exactly how much cooked. he would just take it and eat it. He He wouldn't wait for the full cooking. So we're claiming now that that amount of cooking is sufficient to allow you to leave that meat on the fire on Friday afternoon. So if it was raw, then you can't put it up. But once it's cooked already, That would be okay. We have another item that will also depend on the same thing, which is Bishulakum. We know that you're not allowed to eat any food that's cooked by a goy. Even if there's kosher food, the kosher food has to be cooked by a Jew. If the kosher food was cooked by a goy, it becomes taref. Now, let's say a Jew cooked the, the, the food partially and the goy finished the cooking, could it be okay? Well, it could be okay. How much does the Jew have to cook it and how much could the goy cook it? <speaking in Hebrew> Anything that was cooked by a Jew up to Michael Ben-Josai, <speaking in Hebrew> it's no problem if the goy finishes cooking it because it's already considered cooked. In a similar vein, just like we're considering it cooked on Friday, if you, have a cooked a machab and We're also considering it fully cooked. For if a if a Jew cooks a machaban, which will be a third cooked, and the goy finishes it up. Okay? So far, so good. Tanya, we learned to the brightest similar brighter call ktuma. Let me explain to you what this means. Uh, there is a isur called the isur of shihiyah. This is one of the first places that we saw it here in Mesekh Shabbat. The isur of shihia refers to leaving food on a fire without a blech. Okay. You can't leave nowadays we have something called a blech, which covers up a fire. In the olden days, they would put they would either they had an oven that's very, very hot, and in order to put a blech on it, I'm putting the word blech, they would take out the coals. This way, the, the fire doesn't stay there that hot. The holes, the coals are gone. Or they would cover the coals with uh, with dirt. So this way, the coals are, are less hot. And by doing that, they're showing that they're not going to puff up the flames like we said last night. So in general, you're only allowed to leave food on a fire if you put dirt over the coals so no one puffs them up. No one billows them. However, if your food was already cooked, kemachal ben drasai, then Hanania will let you leave it on the fire before Shabbat. This rabbi called Hanania will allow it, and he'll say it's not a problem. There are other rabbis who say it would be asur unless it's fully cooked. But Hanania is of the opinion that as long as it's macha ben drasai, you get out of the shihia problem, the problem of leaving food on an open fire before Shabbat. Okay? Are we clear so far? Is there anyone who has any question about what I'm talking about? I have a thumbs up from one person. I have four non-thumbs up. Oh, I got two thumbs up. Um, oh, I got three thumbs. Okay, we got the majority already. My other two, Carl and, and Benjamin, I'm assuming that you're in also. Okay. Says the Gemara. We're at the two dots now. And notim is about the first word the line is notim. Says the Gemara. Oh, I got we got Benjamin's thumbs up. Thank you. You're figuring this out, Benjamin. You're getting technic, more technically savvy every time we talk. I'm worried about it. Okay. I'll ask you a question. Uh, what we said we said in the Mishnah that. um you can't put bread in the in the oven before Shabbat unless it develops a crust while it's daytime. We want to know. Tachton hech or Dilma tachton hech Now you need to understand what's going on with this. They didn't make bread like our wives make challah. They make bread a lot more like laffa. Have you ever seen a laffa baking process, Rabotai? You basically have to take the laffa, the what's that? Somebody said something. Uh, you basically have to take the lafa and you have to slap it on the side of the wall of the oven. Now, so basically when the is on the wall of the oven, you have one side that's on the oven side and the other side that's facing the fire. Okay. One's attached to the wall, and the other side is facing the fire. So we want to know if we said the bottom one, does it mean the bottom one that's on the wall or the bottom one facing the fire? Which one are you talking about? Which side are you talking about when, when the Mishnah said the taqto and the bottom one? Which one at the bottom? Right? Tashma, bring your proof. be the ends, omed we're talking about the one that's stuck to the oven okay that means he's giving you extra chumrah it seems like the side facing away from the oven seems to get uh, what's it called first seems to get baked first. so he's giving you a chumrah according to Rashi okay let's go further now, we also said Mishal the Pesach. Mishal the Pesach said before was that you're allowed to lower <coughs> your you allowed to lower your Koban Pesach into the oven on edit Pesach. And we're not worried about you cooking it. Over there, now, over there it is raw and we shouldn't be allowing you to do it. But my Tama, why are they allowing it? Mishum Dibnei you know, we, we should worry that since it's not cooked in ben Josai, you should have to uh, cover the coals. Why aren't we making you cover the coals like we did with all the other fruits? When we said, and solin, you know, that roast things, unless it's cooked from, while it's daytime, because we're worried about leaving it on the fire. So why aren't we making you cover the coals? So says the Gemara, Since the Korban Pesach is never eaten alone, the Korban Pesach could only be eaten with the Chabura, because even guys with good appetites, like Mike Solomon, are not able to eat an entire Gideon. Right? You need to have friends and family over. Right? And therefore, therefore, since you have to have friends and family over, sorry for that shout out, Mike. Uh, since you have to have friends and family over, so we're not worried that someone's going to make a mistake and start bellowing the fire, because everyone's in the Chaburah together waiting to do this mitzvah. No one's going to mess it up. When you have a guy cooking Shabbat, it's one guy in the kitchen. He can make a mistake, he can bellow and he can mess up. So the rabbis made a gizidah. But on the Korban Pesach, where you have two dozen people crammed into a house to eat a Korban Pesach, there, the rabbis are not worried, and the rabbis allow you to be You're allowed to lower it in, and the depends that we're not worried that you're going to be able to fight. Okay, says, You mean to tell me that had you not had the Chabudah, it would be a Didn't the rabbis say, Didn't we say in yesterday's da'f for those who are listening? We said that if you have a G'di, a little goat, it's always okay because no one's going to allow any air to come into the oven because no one's going to open the thing because it ruins the G'di. So why here are we We're saying it's only okay because of Chaburah? It's okay anytime. This is one of those things that no one's worried about anyone doing to, anything to. Says the Gemara, no. Hatam minta, minta. Which means over there, when we said no one's going to open it, that's if the Gedi is already butchered. Since it's already butchered, it's much more delicate. But our Gedi is less delicate because Korban Pesach was, had to be burnt, had to be burnt, uh, which means as the entire item has to be burnt completely, right? And it has to be burnt as a as a as a whole. And therefore, it's less susceptible. And that's why the only way we're allowing is because you have a Chabura. But if you don't have a Chabura, we wouldn't allow. So we, have, we just found, by the way, if you wanted to know the restrictions on the previous Chabura, we said it has to be a Gedi. And as long as the Gedi, it's always OK. But it has to be also butchered, because if it's butchered, then it's more susceptible to the thing. So if you want to know when is it OK, if it's a Gedi, and it's butchered. Okay. Now we said, <laughs> We said that you're allowed to leave the fire in the Beit HaMikdash also on end of Shabbat. Says the Gemara, How do you know that you're allowed to leave it in the Beit HaMikdash? The Gemara will make attempt number one to find out why you're allowed to leave it in the Beit HaMikdash. Amar Rabbi Huna says, the Pasuk says, which means, do not light a fire in any of your homes on the day of Shabbat. Yeah, you can't have a fire in all your homes. But you can do in the Beit HaMikdash. And that's how we know that it's okay to leave in the Beit HaMikdash from our claims challenges that says, "If so, then you should even be able to light it, light it on Shabbat also. How can tell you have to light it before Shabbat? I should be able to light these things on Shabbat. This is don't don't light on Shabbat. You should be able to light the fire. How can you tell me, Oh, I can light it from end of Shabbat. Hey, big deal. If I have a pasuk, I can light it on Shabbat too." So no. know." The Pasuk that says you can't light in your houses is coming to say that in the Beit you're allowed to light in order to, you're allowed to burn the limbs that are extra from the Friday korbans. The way it worked would be that leftover Friday korbanot that were not yet burnt and needed to be burnt that night in order not to become notar, leftovers, which is asur, you're allowed to burn them on Friday night, even though it's technically cooking and roasting in a surah on Shabbat. In the Beit HaMakdash, you're allowed, oh, and we learned from this pasuk, loto, 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 but now we're left now with a problem. How do we know that this other uh, um, campfire, which is there to keep the Koranim warm in Beit HaMok'en, how do we know that that is allowed as long as it's lit up from before Shabbat darkness? Uh, so the says, the Koranim Zirizid hand. So the reason why that's okay is the same reason why we had for the Korban Pesach, that the Koranim and the Beit HaMikdash are very, very careful. And therefore, they also won't let anyone uh, billow the fire. And therefore, that's why it's okay, the same reason as as the Korban Pesach. Is this clear so far? Is anyone with any questions? I need a couple of thumbs. I got one thumb. I've got two thumbs. Mike and Tal are good. Harry, uh, do we have a thumb? Can I get a thumb from Harry or Benjamin or Carl? We got, we got a third Benjamin thumb, and I think we're ready to roll. Let's go. says the it says that if you're in the yani, if you are in your house, then you have to make sure that the fire got most of your log. my what does it mean most? What does that mean most of the log? Which means most of the circumference of each log has to be burned. That's Rav. As long as you don't need any small little lighting things to put underneath. There used to be a, t- there's a word called tinder. Are you aware of the word? Anyone have heard of the word tinder? Some of you might have. Anyway, a tinder is a uh, small piece of wood that you put under a bigger piece of wood in order to allow it to catch on fire. Small twigs have a custom of being able to light faster than the big ones. So as long as you have a fire that you call the Shmuel, that you know you don't need any tinder for underneath it, then it's okay. Okay? Tani Rav Rav brings a proof to Shmuel that as long as you don't need tinder, it's okay. <speaking in Hebrew> oh, the Pasuk says that it says, Lahalot tamid. you have to make the minora go like a ner tamid. What does that mean? That means that you have, when you light the minora, you have to make sure that you, you lit the, the wick enough that it could go on its own. And over there, it doesn't say you have to make sure that raw vid is full. So too, when we said over here in the Mishnah that it has to be able to go on its own. It also means as long as enough to like Shmuel, that as long as it goes on its own, it doesn't have to mean that that rope lit, like Rav's sake. Rabbi, yes, I don't see the difference between Rav and Shmuel's opinion. Okay, so according to Rav, you need to make sure that the stick is majority in flames. Yeah, but if it's majority in flames, I would never put more lug, like I would never put more wood in. So I feel like... So, so, so right. Shmuel will definitely agree with Rav. But Rav won't agree with Shmuel. Shmuel in, in Shmuel's situation, Shmuel will say, I don't need... I can have it one quarter. But as long as I know, oh, this thing is going. This is good. Don't worry about it's it. It's enough for it. Okay. It's enough. And that's big leniency. Shmuel says, how do I know? Look, you see it from the lighting of the menorah and the bit of just like over there, as long as you know it's gonna go, it's okay. Here too, it's fine. Okay. What if you have one log alone? You don't have a whole fire, you got one log. How much? Rav. Rav I'm a rod of your Rav said you need most of its thickness a light which means you have a thick log. It can't be that there's just a little fire in one spot on the top. Most of the thickness of the log has to be on fire if you don't leave it on Shabbat. Right? The Others say it has to be most of its circumference. Okay? But our papa says, therefore, find the robe of your obirot, both. You have to be most of the thickness and most of the way around it. Uh, says, it has to be that once it's burned like this, you can never use it anymore for woodworking. It has to be burnt enough that it's unusable anymore for woodworking. Who'd It has to be on both sides i Even though I don't have a proof word, I can I can remember it. It says So now says the me. Yes. Everyone's with us? Good. Okay. So now the Gemara says, It says, The Ach in front of him, what, the Pasuk says in Yemiah, that the Ach in front of him was a flame. My Ach, what does it mean, Ach? Amarav. Ach It's referring to a uh, um, it's referring to a bonfire made out of arava trees. It seems It's a lot of wood that were lighted with small wood. If a guy says, "Whoever wants to buy Akhvana, they'll find arvana, which is an eth, which is a wood of the arava tree. If you have Twigs, you don't need most of them to be lit. Twigs are easily flammable, and even if you don't have most of them, you could be lenient. And you could leave it for before Shabbat. But if you tie them together, you do need most of them. Garanim are, if I'm not mistaken, I believe they are the pits of bits. Is that what it has over there in front of you? Good. These State and seems like they're flammable. I was not aware that you that you could actually make a fire out of these things, but it seems like they are. You can try this at home afterwards. Not now, guys. And it seems like if they if they are, you don't need to go over them lit before Shabbat. But if you put them within your lulavim. Then they do need a majority. You do need most of it before Shabbat if you want not leave it going, on. <laughs> the question. you? Ma people are Abh Khasta. But the opposite. The opposite sounds true. Kanim Ibadran, if you have separate twigs. Right? That's the problem. They get spread out and they're worse. But Adan if if you have kanim, they might separate, but if you have they're all together, they'll stay together and each one will like the other. Why are you telling me you, you, that you're stricter when it's tied up? It should be it should be more lenient when it's tied up because it's less likely to fall apart. Garanim Mibadran and also these um, date pits, alone they'll separate, but if they're in the Chalatit, they won't separate. So we gives another opinion. In this new Gemara, Itma, we said, Amar Kanim um, Kana, canim she adam sychim Twigs that get tied, you need most. Logs, don't and sychim rov. If you didn't tie them, you don't need the rov. That's like we said just now. Gardenim, but the pits sychim rov, you always need the rov. Not not and sychim rov, and that's in the chutit, they don't need the rov again. Like we said, it's we're being lenient the other way. Kanim Rav Yosef. And There's four types of bonfires that you don't need to be rov lit before Shabbat. If it's made of tar, made out of sulfur, some people take out the word they just do ravav. According to this, the ravav they want to claim is if it's made out of wax. Any of these things, they don't need to be fully done, they they, they go easily. Matita Tana in the brightest sense, also if it's made out of straw, it lights very easily, just like we know from the three little pigs. Right? <laughs> okay, at least at least Carl was listening. Fine. Right? Destroy us goes the fastest, right, Carl? Is that how it goes? That's right. Okay, much, much faster than bricks. Now, Amar of Yochanan. Etzim shel bavel etzvikim rov. If you have wood of bavel, does not need rov cooked also? Says the Gemara, why? Why don't you need rov cooked? Ma'kila rosa mahi, what is this Babylonian wood? Ilayma salty. If you're talking about these small little thin ones. Hashtab tila aba ula hamad litzerikshelikminov. Hayotzer. Silty If I tell you that even a uh, a wick needs to be mostly mostly lit up, uh, silt of these small things. Of course, they have to be mostly lit up. Elam, Yosef, It's talking about a piece of a cedar tree, which is very very thin and dry, and it goes very very fast. Rami Baraba Zaza it's the dried uh, branch of a certain tree. Uh, what tree does it call, Tal? Moss. Uh, the, the Moss of a tree. There we go. And therefore, that would be the one that's, that doesn't need a roof. Baruch Hashem the Me'enven, Hadran Allah Ota Shabbat. Baruch Hashem, Mabruk everybody. I would love to shake your hand, but then I'd have to quarantine myself. Now, We are going to start, Zat Hashem, Uh, the first one, first Mishnah in the 2nd Peter. This is a Mishnah that many people have read before. Even Carl probably read this one. Carl? You think you read this one? Just joking with you, Carl. Everyone read it. It's a joke. Rameim Adlikin or Rameim Adlikin? With what types of things are you allowed to light Shabbat candles? And what types of things you cannot light Shabbat candles? You can't use as wicks the following things. And not also with and not with the green the moss that comes on the water. Those things are all asur to use as wicks because they don't light very well. I remember once I was in Israel on a tour when I was maybe 12 years old, and the tour guide was supposedly like Tamil Hacham type of guy. And he says, you want to see something? He says, you're a shiva guy, right? I said, yeah. It's okay, I want to show you something. He says, you know, uh says, come here, I'm going to show it to you. He takes this puffy... uh it looks like a puffy um I was saying green etoro, a gopher tree in the in right in front of Masada. And he pulls it off, he rips it open, and it's empty. And there's these little fibers inside. Takes the fibers, goes like this, and makes them, you see this? This is what you learned about. Now you come with me and you learn about what you need to know about from the Gemara. I'm like, yeah, I never learned the Gemara anyway. It was six grand. I don't know what Gemara you're talking about. But I'd love to go see it now, but I found out the guy passed away. I, t- I tried to call him like eight years ago when I walked with the shop, but the guy passed away, and my brother Raymond remembers it also, but he doesn't remember what it was, but what exactly it was called. I said, I'll have to call him remind. Maybe I'll call him and see if he remembers. But okay, so those are the things, that, these are the things you can't make wicks out of, okay? So, the little of now when we start, switch to Zephet, which is star. We're listing things that you can't use as fuel. Some things you can't use as wicks, because they don't draw up the oil well. So even if you're putting them in olive oil, right? You have beautiful olive oil. Olive oil is a great fuel. But you can't use a wick like this, because it's not going to come up good. You you, you realize every time you light with olive oil, it's a crazy miracle. You realize what happens with olive oil? You put a wick in the uh, the cotton olive oil, and you light the top of the cotton. Now, it doesn't burn to the bottom. It burns to the... The, the kind absorbs the oil up, right? And there's a point in the, in the wick where the oil is being pulled up through the wick. Are you aware of this? Why does fire pull up oil? We have no idea. Well, maybe maybe Harry, Harry, you know? Well, even Harry doesn't know. So nobody really knows why. it it gets pulled up, but that's really how it works. So now, if you have a wick that's not like cotton, and it won't pull up, even if you have good oil, it's no good. And on the other hand, even if you have cotton wicks that pull up very nicely, if you have a sephet, which is a tar, which doesn't get pulled out very, very well from even cotton wicks, and other things also. shava wax, shemen, kik is a type of oil, shemen serifah, is not a type of oil. Shem said, "If I was even olive oil that that was tinuma." The rule is tinuma olive oil is okay. You're allowed to use it. You're not allowed to use it for lighting. You have to use it for eating. And let's say if it came to tamer, so tamer olive oil, tamer olive oil. Sorry, right, hold on a second. Tamer olive oil is uh, has to be burnt. You have to burn it. So you might say, well, if I have to burn it anyway, why should I just burn it for no reason? I'll put it into my candle and light it for Shabbat candles. No, that's Shemin Sedefah, and you can't use it for Shabbat candles. Lo Loba Aliyah is the tail fat of an animal. This is permitted fat. Person's allowed to eat it. You're not allowed to use it for... Even though it's lightable, you can't use it for, for Shabbat candles. And you can't use forbidden fat. Chalev is forbidden fat that they, they throw out. This forbidden fat, they throw it out even before we get our animals. It's one of the, one of the things that's <laughs> asur to taref. This rabbi would say, If you have chalev, which is not kosher fat, that you already rendered it. Bevushal means you rendered it. Anyone know what rendering means? At all. Do I have one thumbs up for what the word rendering means? Mike has it is, to know. already uh, when you it already set aside for usage. Nope. Nice try, uh, Ralph. Ralph would definitely know. You could if you don't mind texting Ralph, Mike, see if he knows what rendering is. But whenever you take a solid fat and you turn it into a liquid fat by boiling it, that's called rendering. So if you oh, take okay. If you take a piece of chicken fat, let's say, or a piece of beef fat, you know, you ever see in the butcher they have these big josh pieces of meat fat. Take a piece of meat fat and you put it in the frying pan and you heat it up till it becomes oil, that's called rendering. Okay, you changed your solid fat into a beef fat. That's called rendering. So the rabbis are saying now, according to Nahum Hamadi, you're allowed to use chelev if it's rendered. If it's already made into, you can't just stick a wick into it, but if you rendered it, then you could. Okay? But the rabbis say, whether it's rendered or whether it's unrendered, and you're not allowed to light Shabbat candles with it either. So in summary, we have a whole bunch of wicks that are no good. We have a bunch of different fuels that are no good, even with good wicks. We have a bunch of wicks that are no good, even with good fuels. And we have tamet uh, Truma, which is shepherd Hefah, that's no good. And there's Machlok and about different types of chilev. Okay? Says the Gemara. What are these things? The Gemara will start explaining what these things are. Lechish. what is lechish? Says the Gemara. Shucha arza. That is the leaf of a cedar tree. Shucha da'arza. It's a regular piece of wood. It says, We're talking about the wool that comes on the on the bark of a cedar tree close to the wood. So now, I don't have cedar trees next to my house. But it seems like if you take off the bark, you'll see a little bit of fuzzy stuff that you can make into a wick and that's what we're referring to. Lo What is this chosen business? Amar Yosef. Neorot These are broken pieces of flax. Amar le'abaya. It says that the chosin became flammable. We see that non-chosen is not flammable. Amar le'abaya. Kitne This is talking about flax that was not carded. It seems like flax, in order to be made into a proper wick, has to be carded. In carding, you take two um, two combs that are made out of nails. OK? Basically, you have two combs with nails sticking out them, like a whole bunch of nails. And you card the flax <coughs> to take out the fibers. If you didn't do that, you just took the Pishnan straight and you tried to use it, that would be this Chosen that you're not allowed to use. Lo Kalach, what's Kalach? Amar Shmuel, She'altinu l'chol nechut ha'yama. I asked everyone from, from overseas, what is this Kalach? really, they told me, Kulcha Shmeh, they told us something called Kulcha. Reb Yitzchak Barziri said, is not Kushbrai. Rabbi have a yatvikamed. Rabbi and Nehemiah Achu, the Rish Kultah. They were sitting in front of Rabbi and Nehemiah, who was the brother of the Rish Kultah. Chazgavavavish mataska. They saw that Rabbi. Rabbi saw that Rabbi Nehemiah was wearing a, a, a garment called mataska. He told him. So, Rabbi told Abayah, "Haenu kalach detnan." This is the kalach in the Mishnah. The garment that he's using is the kalach. Amar leh. So, Abayah told him, "Anan shara pardas lekarle." We call the shara pardas. That's what we call it. Metivi. They asked the question, "Hashirayim," which is this thing they're talking about. The kalach, the sikkin, chayev, v'sisit, chayav, v'sisit. Now. You see that shirayim and kalach are two different things. Don't tell me shirayim is kalach. Because you see, it's not kalach. Tiyufta did not mean tiyufta? You're right. It's a question. Another answer. You could say shira the shira Pardas Lechut. I didn't say the rabbi didn't say it was shira par paranda, paranda. He said it was shira. So maybe there's two different things. Maybe shira is one thing, and shira Pandata are two different things. And therefore, the fact that the that Shirai is listening to Kalach. Doesn't mean that Shira Pardai is not Kalach. Maybe the bright that says Shirai be be Sirkin means Shirai and Shira pardai, Pardana and Sirkin. So therefore, everything could be okay. Says the Gemara. We are now on the for a second wide line. You can't use the pitila of the Idan. So what is that? Is, that's Achvina. That's the Petila is, the, is the semach a Semach Ha'alava. It's something that grows in the desert. It could be that's what we're talking about. Rabin, Rabin and have a Ka'az They were walking on in a, in a field. The Tarmonita in the place Khazinu Lahanu Arbater they saw Arbateri Abba the Rabbi Navaiah Idan the This is the Idan to the Mishnah about the Gimi Abbaiah. He it's just a regular tree. Kalaf he peeled it and he, he, he peeled it and he showed him the wool inside. So this is what the tour guide is telling me that this Petilat Idan is the wool inside of this thing that he was trying to show me. Okay. We're going to stop right over here. So we're we're leaving off, which is five lines before the bottom, six lines before the bottom of Khaf Abu Any questions, Rabbi? Thank you, Rabbi. Before we leave, Yaakov Ben Yafa, Yisrael Ben Zakiyeh, and Abraham Ben Salha. Amen. When is this next class uh, tomorrow? Uh, class tomorrow. We have to have class. Um, I might, I, I might be able to do it in the morning. If not, it'll be an hour before minhah, or an hour and a half okay. before minhah, Which uh, morning, I know it's What hard. Time? It, It's hard for everyone to get to shul early, but I don't think anyone's going to shul this week. And therefore, maybe even Mike can make it to the class over here yeah. on Friday afternoon. Friday, Friday morning. That might be a possibility. Huh? What? What? If it is morning, what time would mean morning? If it would be in the morning, I have my regular class at 10. So I'd have to be prayed and done by 9 to be able to do that with you guys. It's a possibility, but it's not, not so likely yet. 9 to 10? Yeah. Otherwise, I'll we'll do it an hour before Shabbat. Okay, Which right is, which is what an hour and a half, time? an hour and 20 minutes before Shabbat, like that. Okay? And right after Shabbat, uh, Daf Yomi, for sure. Right after Shabbat's Perfect. over. Okay, Okay. I'll see you. Thank you, Rabbi. Rabbi, thank you. My pleasure.